with Radio On The Go News. Brian Fancher reporting. If you'll be making a New Year's resolution on Saturday night, you may need to genuinely focus on making the change in order to keep the pledge. Allison Phillips, a psychology professor at Iowa State University, says our approach to making resolutions usually sets us up for failure. I've seen two different statistics. One is that 80% of resolutions fail by the second week in February. The other is a bit less depressing, and that's uh, 40% of us are still hanging on after four months. So either way, um, long-term efforts at changing our behavior generally fail. Phillips, who studies behavior change and habit formation, says to focus on how to make changes that will lead to creating a better version of yourself. This is important because behaviors that do stick around are those that become part of our self-identity. It's how we see ourselves. They're usually things that we're proud of, that we're good at, and they uh, make us feel like we're competent at something. Zero in on things you can become good at and that you see yourself doing and take pride in, she says, as those are the kinds of things people won't give up on. Habits form as you repeat them in a stable context. Pick a time that's pretty regular that you could do it, um, and that will help you form a habit more quickly. Also pick something that you relatively enjoy. You might not like exercise at all, but pick something that you hate the least and that you would be proud of yourself to do. If better physical fitness is your target, Phillips says, it's important to aim for specific goals that focus on behavior and not on certain outcomes like a number on the scale. If you prefer bicycling to running, by all means, go for the bike. Even if it's in the gym and stationary bike's not awesome, maybe try a spin class um, until the weather is nicer. Everyone fails, she says, so plan ahead and rehearse how you will cope when you run into barriers. Also, social support is important, so in addition to having a workout buddy, make sure your family's on board as well and will encourage you as you create new and positive habits. This week, the Wright County Board of Supervisors received an update from the Wright County Fair Board. The Wright Supervisors learned of the new projects the Fair Board would like to complete in the new year. The Supervisors then approved continued funding for the Fair Board. The Fair Board will receive roughly $30,000 and can receive an additional $5,000 if the Fair Board can match that amount. This week, the Saragordo County Board of Supervisors authorized the Board Chairman to sign the final plans for the reconstruction of Larch, Ash, and First Streets in Thornton. In other business, the Saragordo Supervisors approved a right-of-way purchase Agreement and preparation for a bridge replacement project along 160th Street east of Lark Avenue or northeast of Swaledale. The project is scheduled to be let in June of 2023. Yesterday, the Hardin County Board of Supervisors approved a $10,000 utility permit fee for private utility road crossings. The same vote was taken by the drainage trustees a few weeks ago in Hardin County. In other business, the meeting day for future board meetings will be changing. From January 9th forward, the Hardin County Board of Supervisors will be holding regular business meetings on Mondays instead of Wednesdays. State Republican Senator Dennis Guth of Clemmy will be representing the new Iowa Senate District 28 in the new year. District 28 will include all of Franklin, Wright, and Hancock counties in the broadcast area. Guth tells Radio On The Go News what legislation he would like to see passed 
in 2023. I'm going to be working on Religious Freedom Restoration Act again, and I think this year we'll have the opportunity to move that forward. We have a lot of very conservative freshmen that are coming in, so I think that that's going to be something that'll work. One of the governor's priorities is have a school choice bill, and I believe that'll probably be one of the first things that you see coming out of the chute this year at the legislature. I'd also think we're going to do some work on ESGs. That's environmental, social, and governmental ratings that some of the banks especially have been doing businesses, something that we want to make sure that it doesn't become too rooted in our system. We'd like to stop that sort of activity. Guth wants to address other concerns as well. Get the Piper's retirement system out of investing in communist Chinese companies. Some of the companies we invest in are actually military companies in China, and I don't think that that's a wise thing for us to be doing, so I'd like to see that happen. I'd like to see a definition of eminent domain that would make it more difficult for these carbon pipelines to be able to use eminent domain, getting their pipelines, their routes established so they can put the pipeline in all the way out to North Dakota. The next session of the Iowa legislature begins January 9th in Des Moines. The Board of Directors from Clarksville Area Recreational Development are CARDS working with the Institute for Decision Making at the University of Northern Iowa to help guide them on a strategic plan and goal setting for the organization. Part of that process is gathering input and feedback from the entire community and the area that is served by the Golf and Country Club, which is located south of Clarksville. CARD has been in existence for over 50 years, mostly as a private member-based facility, But as times change and the needs of the community change, the leadership wants to learn what everyone knows or perceives of their facility, not just their members. A brief online survey is open until January 3rd, looking for feedback on the existing operation. It's also looking for what changes could be made to garner broader engagement with the entire community, including the businesses and employers in the area. Earlier this month, the North Butler School Board approved the recommendation from the district's facility committee regarding the project's scope and estimated cost for proposed bond referendum. The next step in the process is the collection of the necessary number of signatures to present to the school board in January to schedule the bond election for March 7, 2023. The new bond referendum would be for $12.6 million dollars. If approved, the funds would be used for improvements at the elementary school in Allison and the junior-senior high school facility in Green. The first bond vote in the North Butler School District was held in September of last year. was for over $19 million. Two measures were on the ballot. Each received less than 21% of the vote in favor. The application window for the 2023 Winter Master Gardener Training Cohort opens January 9th. The training will be offered in 27 counties or extension regions beginning in February. Counties offering winter training include Sarah Gordo, Floyd, Franklin, and Wright in the broadcast area. Iowans wishing to complete master gardener training choose a county to complete training, participate in online learning modules, and attend at least four in-person training sessions organized by the County Office of Iowa State University Extension and Outreach. After completing the 10-week training, trainees put their knowledge to work with a 40-hour internship in their training county. Applications are due by February 3rd for the winter sessions, which begin February 20th. And for more information, contact your local county extension office. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 39 and the low of 32. 
for Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.